If you're a California conservative, a libertarian, a moderate Democrat, believe in common sense, or just a sane person, this is the political podcast for you. It's the California Underground Podcast. All right, so... Brian, thanks for hopping on. Uh, I know you've been doing some good work with polling. Last time you had me on your show, and I thought it was like a really good conversation. So I figured I'd have you on mine, and we can sit, and we can chat. We're now streaming on IG Live as well as YouTube right now so that people can ask questions. This is, I think we could just have like a convo talking about the state of the recall. We could talk about your race a little bit, your thoughts, and uh, where do you want to start? There's so much to cover right now. Oh, well, I guess I'll introduce myself a little bit. That might be a, a good a good starting jumping off point. So, yeah, I'm running for Congress in the 45th District. Uh, it's Irvine, Rancho Santa Margarita. Um, in my view, it's one of the must-win seats in order to regain control of the House with like a, a solid a solid majority. You know, you can get one or two seats over, but you're still going to have a lot of deadlock if if uh, you have some people on your side that are just that are tra- detractors. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm working on that. My website's up there online. It's brianberley.com. Uh, passionate about that. Only Republican in that, that race. We feel pretty good about uh, our chances so far. Fundraised quite a bit of money. Um, you know, our, our message is pretty solid. I have a really detailed platform. Uh, but I know that when me, when me and you first started speaking, it was more in regards to the recall. I had heard one of your podcasts, and then I had you on mine. Um, it's over here, actually. Politician reacts. Um, and we, we've had some pretty good success with that. Been a little bit harder to manage and to make sure we get stuff out every day than, mm-hmm. you know, than I expected. But that kind of comes with the territory when you're trying to do something and have something released every day. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to help with the recall I can. We're, I'm doing some polling. Um, we've done what uh, – this is our, our fourth poll, I believe. Um, I just posted some of it on my Instagram story, and we can talk about it more specifically. It's still in progress. Mm-hmm. And there's a, uh, there's still a lot to, to happen, and and obviously these are early in general. Um, I think I don't know if you want to speak specifically about the different polling, or if you have any questions about how or why we go about doing it. But um, I'm yeah, all start in. with that. I'm gonna while you're speaking, I'm actually gonna pull up. I was able to take a screenshot of the results, so we can look at them um, while we're chatting. We have a point of reference. Yeah, I've got. Um, so I got the. want to go detail. through? Yeah, I've got the more detailed ones in front of me. So if you want me to, so so far we're just under fifteen hundred um, results. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, John Cox was up in the mid thirties, and I, I was kind of given a timeline, and we, we switched over to a new platform of, you know, as as the results come in, and our early results were older voters. These are trickling in more younger voters, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we've seen even a couple candidates like Kevin Kiley and Major Williams get a little bit more of a bump with younger voters, um, as has uh, Grinnell. But uh, yeah, Cox, he's at 28.77% right now. Um, then you got Faulkner trailing at about 15.1%. And then in between, I guess actually actually it would be Grinnell, but Grinnell hasn't officially filed. He's at 20.18%. So he's trailing Cox by about 8% in this poll. It's only halfway through, so that could continue to it could continue to gain. But what I'm hearing is that Grinnell's not running also. So we can have a little conversation mm-hmm. on that if you want. Um, but this is what I'm hearing. He could, of course, change his mind. Um, that's what I've been hearing for like solidly for like the last month and a half now. Uh, Jenner, 4.56%. Uh, everybody else is kind of 
down in no man's land. Uh, Major is actually still at 4%. Um, he was down to like, he was at like 0.75 for the longest time, but these younger voters are more exposed to him and they're participating in the poll uh, at a later time is what we're seeing. Uh, mm-hmm. Kylie's at 3%. Uh, Doug Ose is at 2%. Diego's at 0%. Uh, Jenny Ray LaRooks, I believe is how you pronounce her name. She's at 0%. Mm-hmm. And then we've got uh, Tremino also at 0%, 0.45%, with 21% um, yeah. undecided. So that's where we're so kind of at right now. With, it could still change. We're still halfway through it. So, uh, yeah, let, let's talk about that. Like, So let's just go down the line right here with Caitlyn Jenner. What do you think? It, why, is it 5% because you think, conservatives are just not buying into Caitlyn Jenner's run? Do you think it's because, in my personal opinion, she has no platform? Um, Also, just a side note, if you guys have a question for me or Brian, we're going to be taking questions. So if you want to, if you're on Instagram live, you can do the little uh, question button at the bottom. Also, if you're on YouTube, you can chat and we'll get to your questions. But going back to Caitlyn Jenner, um, why do you think she's only at 5% with such a celebrity? You'd think that someone with so much money and someone who made Sean Hannity rush out to California on a first class flight would have a little bit more support behind her. Well, I also think, you know, I, I think it's important to talk about all this. It's all kind of a snapshot of where the race is at right now. Again, it, it, it's measuring name recognition and enthusiasm. So why is John Cox? So far ahead, name recognition, right? Everybody, you know, everybody's seen his name before. That's voted more likely than not back in uh, 2018. But Jenner, I, I think they thought the name recognition would be more solid. But um, I was thinking about this the other day. If it was Bruce Jenner running and if this whole thing didn't happen, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if you were to take a time machine, go back, grab Bruce Jenner and, you know, go back 20 years in the future and have Bruce Jenner on right now. I think Bruce Jenner would actually be doing a lot better than Caitlyn Jenner, but that's just a side note. I think it's just showing that the mainstream media and and a lot of Republicans, especially the California GOP, um, they've tried this, you know, identity politics approach and it's starting to backfire to some extent. Um, Hopefully it doesn't backfire at a bad time when we need, you know, a solid candidate. I, I, I'm not sold on John Cox. I know a lot of people aren't. So if we're just going based off name recognition, um, I don't know what that means for like independent voters. We're, we're still trying to get some polling out to them. Um, we're hoping to do that here in the, over the course of the next month, just to kind of gauge where they're at. Uh, and maybe there, if this does pass, if the recall does pass, there could be a spoiler, like um, a meet Kevin guy. He's like the only Democrat that's campaigning. Like he could spoil and like no one come out of nowhere, or theoretically out of nowhere, but not really since, you know, there's more Democrats than Republicans by, mm-hmm. by a good margin. So I think Jenner's falling flat because that people have issues with the, the social issue aspect um, that, that Jenner is proposing, or at least they assumed is proposing and also changing policies on that left and right from what I'm hearing one second, you know, with youth sports having a stance and the next second another. So, we, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see at the end of uh, July, July 31st, I believe, is their next filing uh, deadline to put out their financials. How much money does Jenner have and how much mm-hmm. money do all these candidates have? Because Jenner probably has access to more money, like structurally than anybody else on this list, I would think. Besides maybe Grinnell, because he's you know been part of the Trump and the Romney coalition, the Republican Party. But I think... Jenner probably even has 
more ties than that to people that have money if i had to guess yeah i just think it's it's a combination of i don't know if conservatives have completely bought into it there was a lot of enthusiasm i don't know and i'm, I'm maybe i'm being like cynical here but i think maybe the jenner camp reached out to all the social media influencers like you saw like tommy laren and dave rubin without her saying one single thing about her platform all of a sudden they're all on team jenner they know nothing about like what's her stance on taxes what's her stance on how do we fix the water issue like all of that to me just seems like maybe i'm being cynical that that was their whole plan was we're just going to reach out to all the influencers and use name recognition that that will work that will get her kind of up in the polls but do you need a platform? I mean, this is a serious conversation to have. Do you need a platform, an in-depth one, to win this thing? Um, well, I mean, I there's, there's John, candidates in the race who don't have platforms. Yeah, I don't think John I mean, Cox has much of a platform. Uh, I mean, he has a bear, so if his that's thing his platform. is his platform <laughs> is a bear. I mean, there's other people on the list right now. Like we, We've all talked about Major Williams doesn't really have a platform. Um, so... I think there's, there's something, uh, you know, they say in sales, keep it simple, stupid, right? That's like they're like saying in sales. And I think yeah. we have like people that are taking that to like the extreme, yeah. which is what John Cox is doing, which is Newsom bad, John Cox good. That's what essentially he's saying. And then you have people like Major or um, I'm trying to think of who else may be on this list. I, I might maybe Kevin to an extent, maybe even Anthony to an extent where I, there's obviously I haven't seen enough from Anthony, but what I've just seen with the marketing is, you know, you got to describe what does liberate California mean or what does it make, what does it mean to it's time to think major at this point? That doesn't, what does that mean for California? Like you need something that's about California as mm. your central message. If you're going to really attract those voters. So it'll be interesting. I, I always say like, come up with something really catchy and I haven't seen anyone really do that i mean i guess to john cox's credit like the whole beast thing is incredibly got catchy and it got, it got plenty of, of airplay and it got plenty of people talking about it yeah Good for better man. or for worse and in, in a race like this so i don't i want a platform but i don't know you know most people are going in there they're going to vote no or yes on newsom and they're going to vote for the name they know the most i wish it wasn't that way um i've witness this firsthand in my races where you can move name recognition really quick. And, you know, the people that are 0% to, um, I wouldn't say, you know, major really has a shot anymore because he was already at 11% almost at one of our polls. So if you already fell that much, he's, he's kind of like just, he's in that Kamala Harris late in the democratic primary phase of his campaign where he's holding on for dear life. Mm -hmm. uh, where like, you know, Kevin Kiley has a campaign and he's like equal to or beating most of these people. Like if he decides to run and if Grinnell doesn't run, then I think Kylie has like a really strong, yeah. a strong pathway, but I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see how these candidates and I'm, you know, I always want to try to help, uh, help, you know, you know, the, the conservative movement, make sure we don't have 20,000 candidates, but also, you know, if some of these candidates are going to run, if they're serious about it, getting from no one's ever gone from in this kind of a race, from my knowledge of politics, no one's ever gone from zero to 30 to 40 percent. And in what we have, maybe 
four or five, maybe four months max, five months max, yeah. probably it'd be in November. I don't know how you do that. I can give the advice I would do, which is that you better have 15 to 20 million and you better be hitting people in the mail. You better be hitting people on, you know, TV yeah. commercials, have a call center. I think what, my one last point about Jenner and the whole thing about platform is it's almost like if someone were to come to your door, they're like a door to door salesman and they didn't have a product to sell, but they're like, okay, but here's the money form to fill out and give me money. It's like, okay, but what are you selling me? Don't worry about it. Just give me 20 bucks and your life's going to be better. But why? So I think that's the issue with Jenner is that a lot of people are kind of looking at it like, well, what's your solution to stuff? And it just seems like every time I see her talking on interviews, it's always you know, the same old talking points that we all talk about, how we don't like Newsom, how he, you know, he's a hypocrite. He went to the French laundry and like, yeah, we get it. Like, that's why Newsom's awful. But like, why are you a better choice than Newsom? Like, why should you replace Newsom? I don't think she's made that connection with voters yet, but. I don't think Jenner is going to make that connection either. I don't think that's the game they're playing. Um, I, I think, think all the candidates. I think all the candidates are playing different games here. I think John Cox is playing the game where he thinks he's entitled to this because he's done it before and he's got the name recognition and he probably yeah. isn't the most, like if you're starting at a starting point, you'd want to be him. Kevin Faulkner's like, like we talked about in my podcast, like the consensus guy, like, Hey, everybody's going to you know be shooting their shots back and forth, but maybe Faulkner just waits everybody out mm-hmm. and he ends up being the guy. Um, Jenner is okay. I need, we need Democrats, some Democrats and some independents to vote for a candidate. So maybe I can get them based off name recognition and just get enough of the Republicans where, because I, I don't think general would be at 5% if you were to hold the vote today. I think it at least be 10% just based off of name recognition. I do. I do think like these are just, these are the hardest core of the hard, hardest core people that are responding to a poll. It's gauging enthusiasm and name recognition. So these are the people that they really don't like Jenner, but you know, the average Joe that just goes on, you know, saw all Jenner on Hannity might, you know, might consider it more at a, at a, at a higher rate than 5%. It might be closer to 10%. If, if I had to guess, it just, you know, we're just spitballing, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I well, guess. I'm going to see, uh, I'm going to the San Diego central committee meeting on Monday. Um, and Jenner will be there. So I'll be on the ground, um, live. If anyone else is there and wants to meet up, let me know. Um, cause there are some San Diego Republicans out there and, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see. Does she blow people away with her? Because she's—I think she gets like ten minutes to speak. All the candidates are getting like ten minutes to speak, uh, and kind of sell themselves. And there's like five candidates. Anthony Tremino was added uh, just now. Some other people who I don't think are even registering on your polls because they don't have name recognition. Um, well, I didn't put people in if they didn't have websites attached on the. Uh if I didn't see their website, if I couldn't find it easy, or if it wasn't just linked on the, the registration page yeah. of candidates. Um, Cause you can link, you can ask the secretary of state to link your page. Uh, I don't, I know that uh, I'm a member of the orange County central committee uh, mm-hmm. for the Republican party. I was elected last year and uh, we're having Jenner speak here. I think it's a, uh, it's the next Monday. So yeah, it's, is it next month? I think it's, well, I should know this. I think it's the 17th or something. I'll have to go look, but I'll be there if anyone wants to come and say hi. It'll be interesting to watch. Apparently, they're uh, sold out and they only have, oh, really? it was like, oh. they could only fit like uh, 400 people in there already. 
I don't have to worry about my seat. I have to vote on stuff. But everybody else, good luck. <laughs> you might want to get there a little early. But I think that's kind of the thing is, like, people just kind of want to see, like, the spectacle of, like, Caitlyn Jenner running, which, yeah, you know, it's entertaining for them. Some people are actually, like, take Jenner really seriously. I can at this point. But I just, I you know, I laid out to you, like, maybe the math of how – Jenner wins. Like maybe Jenner gets to ten percent of Republicans, maybe ten to fifteen percent of independents. And, you know, maybe this vote gets so split up that that's all you need with maybe a couple percent of, of Democrats where like mm-hmm. you know, because if Cox got thirty percent best case scenario maybe of the Republican vote, that's really only eight percent overall. Because mm-hmm. Republicans are twenty four percent. Although I think there'll be more Republican turnout in this race than uh Democratic turnout by a by a good margin. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, enough about Caitlyn Jenner. Let's talk about Kevin Faulkner, who I believe has just kind of been laying low, like you said, is, you know, he's putting his platforms out there. One thing I've noticed is he's been going on a lot of different news organizations that you and I don't watch. So he's been on a lot of Latino news channels. I saw he was on a Vietnamese news channel. Yeah, so he seems to be kind of making the rounds on media that we don't watch, that conservatives really don't watch. Um, and you're right, maybe he is the consensus of like he's already trying to get the people, the, the moderates over to his side. So he's pulling at 15% right now, which um, is not bad at this point, but you know, he's got to make up some ground against the beast. I don't think I've seen anything from Faulkner though for him to be that high is, and I know that um, he's got a good fundraising team around him because I, I uh, in full disclosure, I, I interned in college for the group that's fundraising for Faulkner, and they uh, they fundraise for some really big Republican candidates. So, um, I think Faulkner's in a different position than say like, you know, Diego Martinez, Doug, Jenny. Firmino, um, these other people that are running, you know, Sarah, Sarah Stevens, all these other people that are running where they really have to get, they haven't been, I haven't seen anything from them and mm-hmm. some of them just announced. So how do they get to the point that Faulkner's at? Because Faulkner's been on TV, he's been running ads. I see ads of his on Facebook. Um, so I don't know how you get from, like I said, I don't know how you get from zero to Faulkner, but I think Faulkner, um, well, I think we need to be kind of – there's this false narrative that I see, like, in the comment section of everything that somehow Faulkner and Cox are, like, funded by Soros and all this craziness. Like, I'm sorry. I just don't agree with – I don't agree with that premise. Um, you might not like them. You might think they might be more moderate, and that's fine. Just say that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it can it almost automatically goes up to conspiracy theories and – that's not always the best way to go. So I think Kevin Faulkner, if, if he ends up being the guy, like, and if we have to get behind Kevin Faulkner, then we have to get behind Kevin Faulkner. He's kind of boring. He's, but I think at the same time, he's more, he's more of a thought out candidate with a, you know, a platform than say John Cox. But yeah, you know, for me, I'm going to support whoever I think probably will end up winning, which could change. That could change. I mean, over time as yeah. we get closer, yeah, and that's what people always ask me, like, who do you support right now? I'm like, I can't say. I mean, it's so early and there's so many different people. And, you know, I've had good conversations with some of these. I mean, I spoke with Anthony Tremino, who just got into the race. He's a 
he's a really interesting candidate. His story is good. Um, yeah, I'd like to meet with him sometime. So he's, you know, there's all these different people who are kind of jumping now. Kevin Kiley is supposedly very close to jumping in. I guess he's working with the head of the recall. Um, but we, uh, we've talked about the beast and like, is it just name recognition? Is it that the only reason why people are gravitating to John Cox is because of the name recognition? Yeah, because he's performing better with older voters, which they remember his name. They're not seeing the stuff on social media probably to the frequency that like, of you know, that some of these other candidates that are some, you know, that we see, we see all this stuff on social media. So I think it's, uh, I think a lot of it's name recognition. I think actually most of it, if not, I think the bear helped, believe it or not. I remember when I was laughing my my butt off <laughs> my reaction to that commercial. Um, and me and you sent some messages back and forth about how just hilarious that <laughs> that ad is. Yeah. That, especially that screenshot. Great big ones. Great I think. big there ones. So yeah, many, my, my friends edited that up with uh, there was so much meme material that I went through like three or four different memes that I then showed to my fiance. And she was like, that's inappropriate. You can't, put that yeah like, come I mean, on it's why, so funny that's why i shared it with you behind uh on a dm because you know i, I have to be really careful of what i what i put out there for the most part although i i usually don't really care but um no. i think a lot of it does have to do with the name recognition uh do you think you he look- has like an outstanding like ad campaign on facebook where all the olds are right now no, I think he's he's playing he's running a really smart campaign. Besides, you know, I know that he had to pay some people back from his 2018 campaign. He should have probably tried to settle that instead of having that kind of stuff. Mm. It's kind of like with the Major Williams stuff. Like, instead of making issues worse, like just pay your staff, cut loose, drop it, don't ever acknowledge it again. Is what I would do. Same thing with yeah. like John Cox. Do you have old campaign debt? Pay it off. Move on. Don't take it. Like, it went to court and did this whole, you know, just looks so bad. I, I think he's, uh, I think him and, and I think Faulkner's doing it too. They're, they're saving their money um, because, you know, when you get, let's say this thing is the first week of November, everyone's going to get ballots, what, the first week of October then? Yeah. It seems crazy that they're going to print all this and get this all done by even then, right? Like maybe we'll have a December election. But, uh, you know, they're going to want, you know, the typical rule of thumb for politics and for all these candidates is these people are going to get their ballots in the mail, right? Mm-hmm. They should have something in the mail with your face and name on it as a gubernatorial candidate, because when they're looking at that, that way it means they're grabbing them at the same time. Um, so, you know, for everyone running, get something in probably October. If it's November, October 3rd is what I would say, get something in the mail. So I think John Cox is running like these ads that just grab your attention and keeps your attention. And then when it gets to that point, assuming he has money, which I'm assuming he does, um, he'll just probably maybe put a death nail on everybody right when it all opens because it'll just be, you know, say he has $10 million. I don't know how much he has. But let's say he had $10 million to make sure he was the top Republican and say Faulkner has $10 million. Uh, I think Faulkner's going to have to get really innovative with his message. He's going to have to bring out a dolphin, maybe or tarantulas. I don't know, maybe not a bear, but another animal just to get people's. Just I mean, a wild him, animal. He's going to have to do something. And, you know, when I ran for uh, Congress last time, I had like, it was when AOC was big and I would have been younger than her. I would have been the youngest congressional leader in the country. So the left hated it, but we put out ads that let's write the wrong of AOC. 
and it had a picture of me and it said, let's write the wrong VOC. And that thing on social media caught on so much. And then people started seeing my name, Brian Burley, Brian Burley. And, you know, for our small district, I mean, small in the grand scheme of all of California, it's huge compared to every other congressional district. But on Facebook, out of people in the district, that got like 2,000 likes, which is a lot when you consider maybe it reached like 10,000 people. It means one out of five people were reacting to it. So that's what these guys have got to do. They got to come up with something catchy, um, like get on the train for Tremino or something like that. If I'm thinking about all these candidates, like think of something that yeah. is catchy because Cox has done that and he already had a lead, which credit to him. If you hate him or love him, that was smart. Yeah. Speaking of Cox, I saw this article in the California globe. And I, I'm always wary about like when a campaign releases their own poll that shows like they're winning. So like the headlines Cox campaign survey finds Newsom recall likely to pass. Um, and then it also goes on to say they also unsurprisingly found if Newsom is recalled, John Cox is the front runner to replace him. So I, I'm always wary about that stuff. You know more about polls than I do. Is this like a common tactic that like candidates will put out their own polls and say like, hey, I'm crushing it. Me and the bear are absolutely killing it this campaign cycle. So I will say that uh, all with me, like, so I mean, it's been funny kind of posting my results to the different Facebook groups for each of the candidates because like the first one had Cox up and like the Cox mm. group shared it and they, they allowed it. And the Grinnell group allowed it. And then Grinnell was up in the second one. And then the Cox group still shared it. But the uh, the people, someone that was actually operating like a recall, Newsom Page, didn't like Cox. And they said, oh, no, no. And then they let the next one that had Grinnell up. And I'm like, I have no, like, I could care less. Like, right now, no. I'm just, like, putting out this data. I pulled my own races. And I've my, I believe my polling, even for my own races, have been uh, correct because, in the races I've lost in like the last week or two, we don't release them, but I'm like tied her down or it's like mm -hmm. razor thin. So you don't release. Cause then that kind of would kind of torpedo your own efforts, right? Like, Oh, you went from yeah. up by 20 to like, you're only up by two, but that's like, it tightens. So that happens. Um, I think it's hard to pull yourself because I think your numbers, like pull yourself as like, if you include yourself and you're running, like if I was running for governor and if my name, although I do think I'm not trying to sound cocky or anything i do think i'd be higher than zero percent just based off the fact that i've emailed a ton of people and people know my name mm -hmm. um i don't think i'd be up by cox or, or faulkner but i think i'd be higher than zero but i'm saying if if i were to include myself and if i was running that would be difficult to justify because you know i'm introducing myself and i'm running the poll right so when a candidate runs the poll they should be having a firm do it i don't know how cox is doing it mm -hmm. uh, but i i mean my whole thing is I'm going to support the candidate. We've had results where, you know, majors at 11 and he's at five and four. We've had other polls where Grinnell's at like, he's at 40 something because he was on Fox news a whole bunch. And I think people that also got our emails are watching my podcast and I saw the numbers on our view count go up. So mm -hmm. this could have been an issue with the, you know, the way that that poll was ran is that people were watching my reaction to stuff. And they liked that one interview and then he came back down to earth. Right. So, yeah. I mean, people have access to that stuff and I can't really control every little variable out there. I can only just try to show people what I'm showing. I do think I'd have to go back and look, I don't have it on me right now, but 
I, I think uh, Cox isn't as high as where he was in the beginning, which that's going to happen because, you know, when you're just the one Republican and we ran against Travis Allen, Allen was really not running on a platform. If you look back on it, he was like, Hey, I'm the pro Trump guy vote for me. That was his platform. That's not about what he's going to do for California necessarily. I heard him only talk about that. Now Cox is going to have more candidates to run against. And naturally mm-hmm. he's not going to be, you know, he, it'll be hard for anyone to get a majority of the Republican vote with that in mind. Yeah. It's um, just looking at the numbers here. Most interesting was their analysis of the numbers in the election. That's all about Gavin Newsom. He starts out with only 27% of voters having a very favorable opinion. And more problematic for Newsom is that when you look at the mood of the electorate, just 48% of voters believe California is headed in the right direction. Even more troubling for the governor, the critical MPP, other block of voters are especially pessimistic, which is 43% saying the state is heading in the right direction. Well, 51% say it's heading off on the wrong track. If turnout is lower than 2003, Newsom appears to be the likely culprit. Um, so I, I, I think like when people just kind of look at the numbers, they're like, well, of course he's going to win in a landslide because there's so many Democrats. I'm like, that doesn't mean every single Democrat's going to show up. And it doesn't mean every single Democrat's going to show up and vote to keep him in office. There could be a plenty of Democrats who lost their business over COVID and said, screw you. Like I voted for you in 2018 and now this is what happened to me. So I'm I'm gonna turn and call to, re- to recall you. So there's, I, you I know, think that's I the message. Oh, sorry to interrupt. No, you go ahead. I'll say I think that's the message. If I'm any of these other candidates about going after Cox, like this guy already lost, he already blew it. Like that has to be kind of like the un- that, that's obviously not their central message. But to, to say that, why are they different? Say, hey, I'm gonna be the guy that doesn't blow it this time. Yeah. Um, I do think it's a 50-50 proposition also to your point that this thing passes because I think in a normal election year, I think uh, a republic is, uh, you know, a Republican would probably be about 40 to 42%. A normal election year, I mean, Donald Trump isn't on the ballot because I think Donald Trump kind of like weighs down mm-hmm. the Republican vote in California a little bit um, because yeah. he's not as popular here. So say, you know, in a normal year, it was 40 to 42 and turnout, say you have this thing in November or December, and people are, are not aware of this election, but Republicans are. And, you know, you've got, even if you do have, you know, a ton of different candidates, a ton of groups, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help with it. You have all these different organizations trying to help. You're going to have probably a big push, I'm guessing, from some big DC, you know, money organizations pushing this. I think it's a 50-50 proposition with that in mind because the Democratic turnout will be depressed while the Republican one will probably be as maxed out as it's going to be in a special election. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richard Grinnell, should we just skip him since he's not running? Well, I don't want to say he's not. I I mean, he could change his mind, but what I've heard is that he's looking at, uh, I heard he was looking at maybe governor next year, which doesn't make any sense. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it this year and then go next year. Um, but I've also heard your name out there now. And yeah, I, I think uh, I don't think he's confident right now in, in maybe just the field and also the effort in general because I think that's what Kylie's also waiting on. They're trying to make sure that it's a good environment to jump in because mm-hmm. if you run and you lose, then it's kind of harder to go back in and, and do it again. So I think what I heard is that he's looking at U.S. Senate next year. 
Mm. I, I don't, you know, heard that from a few different people that have been around Republican politics in California and have much more say than I do. They've been around Republican politics longer than I've been alive. So mm. take with that what you will. Um, but I don't think he's going to run. And I think maybe that's why Kylie's considering it more because if they, you can't have both of them run. It just doesn't make sense. Like mm-hmm. it makes no sense because only one of those could potentially take that avenue. And honestly, I think Faulkner kind of takes like a similar avenue that even they do. Um, yeah. So Kylie, who looks like he may jump in based on an article I saw this week. I don't know. I, I, I know it's just running for governor, but I like Kylie in the assembly and I, I harp on this all the time. Not everybody has to run for governor. And that's one thing that like drives me nuts is like, there's a lot of really good candidates in this race. And I look at some of them and say like, you may not be governor, but you would crush it as an assemblyman or a state Senator. Who, who are you talking about? Major Williams? I'm kidding. Sorry. It, I mean, if he wasn't a grifter, he would be good. I, I, you know, if he was like just a, a guy who was genuine and actually wanted to run, I'd be like, well, you could probably actually get a state no, assembly I, seat I agree. and make changes, but you're not serious. We know that. Um, you're but not really people in this. on the ballot that aren't even, they wouldn't win their assembly primary. I mean, there are a lot of these people. It's kind of like when, when like, uh, when Trump was on the ballot or when Reagan was on the ballot or someone that's like, to like the right, like they'll look back on it and people want to be able to tell their kids, Hey, I was on the ballot and I ran I was on the same ballot as Donald Trump. I feel like people in this race, like at some point, if you're going to get like half a percent, a fourth of a percent, like you're wasting everybody's time, like get the hell out mm-hmm. of the race and you know, let the, let the big boys play. If you can't get your numbers up in the next few months, they don't even have to take my poll into consideration. Other people are going to do polls and it's kind of common sense. If you're, you know, if you've got like $10,000 and like someone else has $10 million and it's not all about money, that's what everyone would always say as a candidate, but it is to a large extent when you need to like reach out to 20 million people, like what are you going to do with $10,000 compared to 10 million? It's just like, so it's just, you're wasting everybody's time at that point. Um, Someone asked a question if you want me to. <laughs> yeah, someone said, what makes Major not a serious candidate? Can you please enlighten me? And um, Camille Bethany. You can talk to Camille. I'm sure you can talk that. to Camille. She is the minor <laughs> Williams expert. Um, yeah, but you see my page after this episode. Yeah, Camille has done a lot of work on this uh, more than anybody. So, but, you know, we're not going to turn this into the Major Williams uh, dog pile. There's enough uh, of that. I mean, we could just skip. We could just skip over Major Williams at this point. I, I still don't know why he's running. We we've talked about this before. I think he's just trying to keep this going as long as possible. Which I'm I sure think it's he'll... for his business. Long story short, if you uh, you can talk to Camille or if you have any questions, you can look at my two videos on my podcast, Politician Reacts. I get yeah. pretty in depth about that stuff too. Yeah, we've all done deep dives on Major, so there's plenty of stuff out there about Major. Um, Diego, we've had him on, uh, definitely a smaller name candidate, but he's out there hustling. Uh, yeah, I like Diego. He's a good guy. Doug Aussie. Uh, I heard him speak at the last San Diego central committee meeting. Um, if you need like something to help you sleep at night rather than like <laughs> CBD or something, I would suggest putting on like Doug Aussie speeches. Be- he's NyQuil for you. 
Oh my gosh. He started speaking and I was like, you looked around the room and people were just, they were on their phones. They were just like, what is going on here? And you know, I'll, I'll say this, I'll give major Williams one prop. Okay. I'll, I'll say this. I'll give major Williams one compliment. Major Williams brought enough energy in that event that he started it off and then it was followed by, by Doug Ossie. Um, and I believe some of the, the former major guys are on IG, IG live right now and can attest to it. He brought energy to start it off. And then Doug Ossie comes in afterwards and it's like, Oh, okay. Good night. <laughs> well, if we talk about Diego real quick, can you mention him? I, he was out of all this list of people. He's the guy that like he should run for state assembly. I think he's a very knowledgeable guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what his pathway is. I met with him. He's a really nice guy. I met with him in person. Uh, I had breakfast with him. Um, yeah. I don't He's mean, I don't mean anything I say doing. personally for any of these people. Like, I'm sure most of them, you know, vast majority of them are probably nice, decent people um, that are just, they want to help, help the state. But um, I will say, I think that Diego probably has the smallest ego out of all the people I've met with that are, are that I've analyzed yeah. that are looking to run. Uh, and I give him props for that. Uh, Doug, I, I don't, you know, I, I've spoken to people that are, I've been around Doug longer than me and they don't think he should probably be running. So that tells you maybe about where he's at. I think he's well past whatever political prime he had. Yeah. I, maybe he just got elected during a time where things were much simpler. People would yeah, just, he just open up the newspaper. I don't think old white guy who's been in politics forever is going to ring well in California. Well, John Cox has that lane already too. So you're, you're yeah. <laughs> John Cox is already the old. Well, he's the old white guy who just can't seem to win in politics. Yeah, yeah. I don't funny. know. And, and you know, these people don't have to stay on the ballot. They have time to drop, and they're not even officially on the ballot just because their names on that list. Yeah. Um, Undecided. I guess we can come back to that at the end. The fact that there's 21% undecided. Jenny Ray Larue. I've never heard of her. I don't think I've even looked up her platform to be honest. She's doing kind of what Diego's doing. She's going around to these different events, meeting with people. She's on Instagram. She has a website up. Like I said, my first my first standard on all this. Like, do you have a website? And is it easy to find? If it's not easy to find, no. then I'm sorry, I, I couldn't find it. Um. I mean, to be honest with you, I think we could, if I were to swap out some of these candidates with, uh, what's his name? Is it North, not North Star. What's his name? What's his name right now? Wildstar. Wildstar. I don't want to Nicholas say Wildstar. <laughs> or uh, say, uh, Holt is, I can't even think of the other people right now. I'm kind of. There's a, there's a couple other guys. I think some, I'm trying to think of the, the, the four. Well, Anthony Tremino's on there. Along Sarah with Stevens. Jack. Sarah Stevens. I, I was like, I want to say Summer Stevens, but that's our district attorney. And then there's Joseph Luciano, who's speaking on Monday. I've spoken um, with him. He's a nice guy. And then there's somebody else who's speaking. There's five people all together who's speaking. If anybody knows who is speaking on on Monday in San Diego, you can let me know. Oh, then there's Daniel Mercury. Mer- Mercury? Is that his name? Mercury? Um, people have sh- sent me a lot of stuff by him. Uh, but it maybe just goes I'll, to show maybe I'll try to swing by there. Some people were asking me if I should interview all these people, and I don't know which ones would actually do it and whatnot, but maybe I'll swing down there because it seems like you guys have a bigger cast of candidates down there than we will for ours. So maybe I can go up there and introduce myself and see if any of them want. 
Yeah. To have I think a I could, 30 Let's pull it up right session. now. Um, I just see if I can get down there, but yeah, I uh I think any if you were to replace, you know, these candidates with any of the other lower name candidates, it would be kind of the same result. Like it Diego Martinez, for example, there's 1500 people that have almost responded and four people have voted for Diego out of the whole, like, I think it's like 1,490 something. So four people out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, four have voted for Jenny. Six have voted for Anthony. Uh, that's Those aren't big numbers. Um, oh, okay, okay. So it's guest speaker is Elizabeth Hang, who was running for U.S. Senate. Has she run before? I feel like I've seen that name before. She's run for U.S. Senate. Elizabeth Hang. Or maybe not. Um then we have Caitlyn Jenner speaking for gubernatorial, Jenny Ray LaRue. Okay, so I, I'll get to see Jenny firsthand. Joseph Luciano, Sarah Stevens. Sarah Stevens, I think, is the one. I looked at her site a long time ago. It says, like, make California golden again. And I said, I, I don't know if the playing off the Trump thing is, is a working platform. Um, and then Anthony Tremino, who I've, I've spoken with. Um, so it'll be interesting to see all of them again or at least some of them for the first time. And then I guess she we'll finish up with 20, she ran in 2018, Elizabeth Hang. She, uh, okay. she was in the general and she got 42.5% of the vote. Wait, is that correct? Or is that a different race? No, that was for Congress. I'm sorry. I'm misspeaking. She ran for Congress in 2018, 16th district. I don't know where that's at, but Senate is a tougher uphill battle. So uh, final one, Anthony Tremino, I've spoken with him. I've interviewed him, um, met him and his wife, and I think a couple of his sons. Um, I know we have some Tremino fans on IG Live right now. Uh, good story. I mean, he's got the businessman angle, the entrepreneur, the great American dream story, the uh, you know Cuban-American. Uh, his grandparents came here from Cuba, fled communist Cuba. Um, so... Yeah, the thing about Anthony, I think, and this is probably in his wheelhouse, and he's an expert at this. I think he has a marketing company, so he's got to really like hit the pedal and go like full on offense with marketing, with name recognition I, right now. Yeah, I know he's having an event next week. I don't know if I'm if I'm invited, but I'd I'd swing by and and, and say hi to him and try to pick his brain real quick to see if if I am invited, I'll swing by. Um, cause I do want to meet the guy. Um, cause a lot of people have suggested that I should, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's somebody with- in the chat right now who could get you an invite. So if anybody yeah. can get Brian, well, I don't, yeah, invite- I don't know, but I, I know that also, uh, he's actually technically running in my, he lives in my district too. So I think we'd have some things to talk about in general. There you go. Um, Perfect. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what his game plan is. I, I'm sure they have more of a game plan than some of these other people from what I've seen. Yeah, he uh, I mean, he has a good team behind him. And um, I mean, you don't get to where he is as successful as he is without knowing how to build a team and execute a plan. So I think um, I'll be excited to see like what happens after this Saturday upcoming, not this Saturday, following Saturday, the 19th, and see like how how he goes on the offense with marketing. Um I think they need a debate like sooner or later, once we set the date, the, the, the date, we're going to need a debate and how many people actually get on the stage. We're not going to have like a hundred people on stage, but even having 12 of them on stage, is that okay? That'd be something awesome to do in Huntington beach. I'm just putting that out there. 
Got it. Uh, is there some way I, I can help with that? I would love, I'd love to have that. And uh, I mean, I'm also offering San Diego County if they want to come down to San Diego County. <laughs> they could have one here in San Diego. <laughs> just so I don't have to drive up to Orange County. Not that it's that far. Um, so undecided, you think it's just a lot of people. Uh, and th- who's the respondents? Is this is this all Republicans or conservatives? Right or is this just- so uh, I haven't right obviously okay. this hasn't been published there. I can look at the actual data because I have it here. Um, it's ninety percent Republican, eight percent no party preference, one Dem and one other. So it's. Nine out of ten are Republican. This poll is showing uh, the only thing that um, I'm also seeing is that it, uh, recall support is down to ninety three. I think it was up to like ninety seven or ninety eight in the last poll, so mm. it's down a little bit. But once again, these are kind of like in the they're in a range, so we can take that how we how we like. Uh, there's another thing we did pull on that I didn't send to you. And we can talk about this. The question was, you indicated that you were undecided. Please please let us know which candidate you most likely would vote for if the election were held today. You can also write in a candidate under the other option. So in this, um, I, I think I kind of published this at one point on my story. But uh, Cox is at 34% of the people that are undecided if they had to vote today. Uh, after after that, you have uh, it's relatively flat. I mean, there's there's people that you got Grinnell at twelve, Faulkner at ten, uh, Jenner's at nine. To our point, talking about the pathway, if enough undecided people were just like leaning, and if Jenner does a little bit better than what the poll's showing right now, then maybe you know that name recognition comes into play. That could be uh, Jenner's like new platform. She could just be like, if you're undecided, vote for me. <laughs> yeah. Give me uh, a try. I've been undecided for the most part of my life. <laughs> I haven't figured out what I am. So give me a try. Um, <laughs> that's a horrible campaign. It's like, um, uh, we're, we're getting banned <laughs> off YouTube already. That's, that's uh, no, it. I'm, I'm kidding. We're, we're my kidding. brand new channel is getting banned already. They're going to be like, that's hate speech. <laughs> you can't say uh, that. Kylie's at 9% tied with Jenner undecided. Uh, Major's at 4 Doug's at four. Diego's at one. Uh, Jenny's at one. Anthony's at zero. And then other, which I have to export this, which I'm not going to do right now, is at 13%, which I'm, I'm interested to see who they're picking. I think they were picking, like, some people thought they're participating and they, they like Newsom. Mm-hmm. So, like, some of them are picking Newsom when I did look a while ago. I think some people put Donald Trump in, like, some like these crazy answers. So, like, they can put whatever they want. Donald- Donald Trump running for governor of California. <laughs> I'm just imagining how it would just be the views of just Donald Trump going head to head against Newsom would just be the circus that we've all been missing. <laughs> Someone said uh, commented on our joke about the undecided voters. That's, you know, that, that's if anyone out there is on the Jenner team, I won't be offended if you steal that campaign slogan about Jenner. <laughs> I think it's a little. Uh, I meant it as a joke. I, 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 I wish <laughs> it's um, a little on the nose. Anyway, I wish them well. They seem like nice people, and I'll, I'll see the, the whole team on Monday. Um, so I think if you want to take some time, give us an update on your race. You're going up against Katie Porter, and then afterwards we'll start taking some questions and comments. Um, so again, if you want to comment, on, if you're on Instagram, comment on the little question bubble, or if you're on. YouTube, just go ahead and start chatting away in the chat box and let us know what you want us to 
ask me or Brian, but uh, Katie Porter. Yeah, I you. think uh, if you look at all the districts, I know we have that one that um, what, it dips into San Diego County that Marriott's uh, targeting. I think 45 is like the most winnable seat out of all these. Oops, I think I might just actually kicked my camera on accident. I think we're good. Um, and I think, you know, the strategy to win is to, to rile up the base and get younger voters back on board. We need voters under under 30 to get back on board in Orange County. And uh, that'll be important in 45. We are also waiting on redistricting just naturally to see where things are at. Uh, mm-hmm. 45 is going to get some chunks probably cut out of it, maybe moved around a little bit, which is fine. Um, I, I think it's going to be a more favorable Republican seat uh, in terms of uh, where we're at. We've had some really good fundraising success. Um, I think, I think we're in a really good spot going into the, the primary next year. I think people in, uh, 45 also, you know, they're, they're a little bit of an interesting, like where, where they think politically, how this, how this race or this district shifted so much, you know, it was a plus seven Porter, but it's not a plus seven district. And I want to make sure that's not one. Uh, mm-hmm. I am running, you know, to be one of our youngest congressional leaders in the country at 28. So I'll be able to appeal to that group. Uh, a little bit about my story. I first moved out here to California when my mother came out here for cancer treatment. So I, uh, you know, she unfortunately passed away 10 years ago, but I, you know, I know what it's like to have to go and pull yourself up from below the poverty line and people that are struggling, especially post COVID, they want a voice. They want someone who they feel like, uh, can relate to them. And I know that I can do that. And I know as you know, with my business, I'm not, I'm not a career politician, believe it or not, even though I guess my thanks is politician reacts back here. It's more of just a catchy, catchy slogan. I'm not, I don't want to be in Congress for 30 years. I want to, I want to go there make change and uh, come back and, and start a family because I'm relatively young. I think I still have time to do all that uh, in the short period of time. So uh, Porter hasn't done a great job either. On top of that, I, I could probably go a whole podcast about all that. I won't attack her too much since that's not what we're here for. But uh, I feel like she's um, not represented the district responsibly and has been more on the extreme ed- end of uh, the Democratic Party. And um, I believe in 2022, we will see the uh, repercussions of of her poor leadership. And, and I'm hoping that I'm the guy that we all can support. And uh you know, whatever God has planned for me, I'm, I'm ready for it. I've got the thick skin. I've got the, uh, we've got the team and the operations ready to, to be successful and take back the seat and, and take back the house next year. So was it, it was Daryl Issa before? Is that who was it? Uh, was this was before? Mimi's seat. Oh, okay. And then that was in 2018. This is the, uh, this, the seat, the last seat in Orange County we have, we haven't taken back since 2018. And then Rath ran against Greg Rath ran against her in uh 2020 and that was i think like a seven point deficit but uh we got to be able to we got to be able to fundraise a lot and i think we have the potential to do that i have people helping me that you know they fundraise for people like madison cawthorn last year and and some other big names so you know i i feel pretty good about where we're at it's early things are are shifting with wherever the lines are but uh, whatever god has planned for me i'm ready to fight I'm not done fighting for California for for the people out here in Orange County, especially. Yeah, someone said if you have something to share about her, I'm listening. <laughs> I, they're a, they're a faithful Orange County person, so. 
Well, I think it's, it says, you know, I, I'm not going to get into specifics about all this because, like I said, we could have a podcast on, on that whole thing. But, you know, she didn't even get her – the committee that she wanted to keep Pelosi didn't even allow her to continue on that committee. So if your own party doesn't like you enough to let you continue on the committee that you're so passionate about, and if your own party doesn't like you, and if your district doesn't like you and they just voted for you by default because I believe the Republican Party hasn't put out a strong uh, – a strong team out there to get out the vote, then I think that says a lot about her. But I mean, I, mm-hmm. I could pull out, you know, the letter we put out to voters already in the district and I could get even more specific, but I think the fact that her own party has had issues with her says a lot. If Pelosi's mad at you. That's not good. That's not good. Definitely not good. All right. Let's see. going to try and pull up these questions. Um, Without blocking my camera, Anthony Tremino seems promising, but how could he gain enough traction to make him a serious candidate? And the same person asked the recall election debate is coming. Oh, I saw that. That was from Diego. Sent me something about it. Um, regarding Tremino, like it, it's it's about getting your name out there. You know, I mean, he's he's got a good story and he's got a good platform. Um, it's just all about marketing. It's a good thing he's in marketing because that will definitely help him. That gives him the leg up that he can just do it himself. I have a, I have a critique. I don't know if everyone that, that loves uh, Tremino is going to like it, but I don't really care. I, I, I make people mad all the time. I guess that's what I'm here for. Um, is you got to stop putting photos out of him smoking cigars. If he's going to run in, on the ballot as a CEO and entrepreneur, uh, they, someone's going to take that and make him look like he's out of touch and high class. I know that might sound crazy, but mm. I when I see someone smoking a, a, a cigar, I've been invited to c- cigar socials and it's always with like the, the most, and I'm not saying Anthony's like this and he's, he's entitled people. I've had cigars with people I'm saying often when you have like a gentleman's club with cigars, um, I don't know, a gentleman's club. I don't think I'm using the right term there. Like a, it's a, a men's group. <laughs> it's not the uh, it's not the best look. And I, we have that a group in Huntington Beach that do that. And I, I I would just say don't do that. That would be my advice because it gives off this elite status that I know it doesn't make sense. Maybe you don't agree with me, but maybe you do. I don't know if you agree with me. Like some of the stuff I've seen with that, like oh. You can't stop, like someone posted something, you can't stop this guy and he's smoking a cigar and it's like he's just smoking a cigar, go out and campaign. That would be my critique. Uh, I don't know what liberate California means. I like some of the stuff I've heard where uh, I watch some of your podcasts with him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if liberate California, if you know, trying to describe that to voters, what does liberate California mean? I don't know what that means in, like to the average voter. Like, it gets back to the keep it simple, stupid you know, he could have whole- been Cuban, and and now this is literally just a thought in my head. So um, apologies to anybody if it just comes off as like half baked. Being he's Cuban American, if he's going with this liberate California idea, he could have really gone over the liberate like Cuba. Like, isn't there a Cuba like Cuba Libre? Like this idea of like Cuban freedom. Like he could have gone off that, or is that too is that too much of a harken back to like? the communist revolution or I don't know. I mean, there were, no, I think there's a way for them. I mean, he's got smart people around, I'm sure. And they can take this advice and maybe they'll use liberate California and it'll be great. I don't know. I'm yeah. saying 
if I was campaigning and his name is almost inside of liberate California, but his name needs to be front and center. It doesn't need to be liberate California. Like that's not what you need to see. You need to see his name. Like I said, if it's jump on the Tremino train or uh, team team Tremino or like whatever, you know, something different. I don't think liberate California is going to be easy to get across to 20 million people when you're, we didn't talk about it, but your, uh, your dollar is worth when you're running for office is worth different things at different, you know, it's worth different values at different times. So your dollar, right. When people get their, their ballot in the mail is worth probably more than it is right now. But also if people are getting 20 things in the mail at the same time, or if they're getting 20 ads, you might be better off putting out something right now, getting your name out there than trying to compete with 20 other people that are saying the same thing. So I'm sure I'm not saying something, I'm not saying anything they don't know about. And I, I don't mean any offense by it. I'm saying these are my critiques from the very small things I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think there's, I think they're, they're, they're professionals, but at the same time, I think, I, I put in Cuba Libre and it's just a whole bunch of sodas and drinks. So that doesn't work. Um, okay. But I don't know. That's that's one thing to think about. Like if you want to tap into, especially here in California, I, I've been saying this, I think the future of the conservative movement really is going to come out of the Asian American and Latino communities here in California. And it's just because the left has gotten so far left with their culture and the social issues that I just don't think Asian Americans and Latinos line up with the left on a lot of those issues. So, um, and to my critique, does liberate apply to all those groups though? If that's what mm. your message is, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that would be, uh, as productive, but, I mean, he's got smart people around him. He's, I'm sure he's got marketing people. I'm just, that would be my critique. If you're going to use it, you're going to have to, I feel like you're going to have to explain that. And you don't want to have to explain anything. You want it like clear as day. Yeah. Uh, on the on the cigar thing, I, I guess, I, I don't know. I'm a big cigar smoker, so it didn't really bother me. I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. But the way you put it, yeah, it, it can be construed as like, oh, it can be construed both ways. It could be construed as like he's a boss and like he's successful or it's like he's out of touch. Um, and it depends on who you're trying to reach out to. So if that were true, then I would be out of politics because I like taking pictures of me on the golf course smoking cigars. At Country <laughs> and that's fine. I'm just, I'm saying, I mean, you know, we if they see about- me, yeah, if they see me at all the lawyer golf tournaments, smoking cigars, you know, then I would be out of touch already. <laughs> no, but I'm saying would Anthony Tremino put a picture and maybe he would would you put a picture say he's sending a flyer a nine by 12 flyer out to voters would he have a picture of him with a cigar or a picture with him with his family because i feel like the best things that they have is talking about how he's a family man oh family um, absolutely and i i think and i don't know this is his instagram so maybe it's just you know hey it's him having a cigar which is fine i've just seen it like on stories and stuff and they can take this advice and they can hate me for it or whatever i'm just saying that wouldn't be something i would put out there actively um mm-hmm. And I know this sound it might just sound stupid, but uh I I I've had cigars before. I, I and I like I said I've been at like social events where people have cigars and I always kinda think of like you know, some of these events are some people with like that are donors and it, it always rubs me the wrong way because they're always talking and 
the way they're talking about things, it's like, hey, an elite status. And in my experience with cigars, yours might be different mm-hmm. on a golf course. I think voters think it's kind of like, uh, you know, there was a person that ran for Congress last year and they all had wine and they were, it was like, they were all celebrating her announcement and they were all drinking wine together. And I said, this looks so bad because you're like with like all these special interest people and you're all drinking wine together, taking pictures, smiling. This doesn't mm-hmm. look good. I don't think Tremino is doing that. I'm just saying it'll be easy for people to target that. Put him with him and his family. That's a really strong, uh, that's a really strong thing to say because I don't see John Cox really doing that as much. I don't see. No, he, I, he has plenty of pictures of him and his family. I think if you go on his site, that's like the first thing, but you're right. Like I think family man would be, uh, definitely the image you want to put out there, but family um, man came from nothing, something to nothing, uh, businessman. And now I want to fix California. Yeah. Started from the bottom. Now we here. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, if anybody else has any questions or comments, let us know in the chat on IG or on YouTube. Here's something interesting. If you could take like little bits and pieces of each gubernatorial candidate right now. And it's a lot to choose from. I mean, there's like 3000 of them running. So you have your choices. Uh, if you could take like one thing from one candidate and put it with another candidate and like make the perfect gubernatorial candidate. I don't have to Frankenstein this and actually have it be like bits and pieces. Do I, I'm sorry. That's a, that's a dumb joke. I, yeah. You know, I, I would take the hair of Anthony yeah. Tremino on top yeah, of the like... torso. Of, <laughs> uh, no, like, well, like the qualities and like how they run in their platform and everything. Yeah. Um, actually, I want to say one thing. Camila said something about a beer. I think a beer is different from a cigar. And it might, and this might just be a whole other argument. People always say, do you want to have a beer with a candidate? So like, that's usually like the test. Would you vote for this guy? Would you have a beer with him? I don't know if cigar is the same standard. Yeah. Could be. Um, that's the George I would, Bush thing. Yeah, it was a George Bush thing. So I think uh, I would take the... <laughs> I was going to make a bad joke about Jenner. I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> I would take the uh, name recognition of John Cox, the connections of Rick Grinnell, the public speaking skills of Kevin Kiley, the uh, social media marketing major Williams, uh, the Latino outreach of Diego Martinez, because I think he does talk about that issue really well. Um mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what I would take from Doug. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I can't His say anything about to make him. You feel really think, calm and at ease. I think the story, the story of Tremino, from what I've heard, I would take his mm-hmm. story. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think for Jenner, I would take the uh, the. Um, no, I was going to say mental toughness, but I don't know if that's necessarily it's if Jenner can make it through this and stay with all the jokes that are going to have and whether, however you feel about like someone switching their gen- gender, 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 uh, if Jenner can go through all that without a lot of, you know, like we've seen like major, like he's been having a couple out outbreaks. Um, mm-hmm. If Jenner can make it through this, because there's going to be a lot of criticization towards Jenner without, and I think Jenner actually can. I think people that I've talked to that 
have made slip up slip ups in front of Jenner. Said like it's like not even a big deal to Jenner. So maybe like the mental or mental toughness because I think training for the Olympics took some mental toughness. Um, if I needed to make sure that if I was having a campaign event and if I wanted it closed down relatively quickly, I think I would bring Doug out to speak for a few minutes, and close up shop. <laughs> yeah, if the energy is just too high have, at an event, you, have you Doug really need to calm people. Box, a jukebox that says closing, it's playing closing time on a jukebox. <laughs> and he just comes out and tells a story about like his first dog or something like back on the farm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's what I would do. If I had to, I think Kevin Kevin Kylie is probably the most politically sound candidate out of all of them. I'd want more of like if I was going to look for like more of a politician that's polished. Um, I didn't say anything about Kevin Faulkner. I guess I would take his uh, his experience because I think his experience gets hit on, hit like people talk about it negatively a lot, but I think it's more than anybody else on this list. Like his mm. political experience is more valuable than well maybe than Kevin Kylie. I don't know. Kylie's just, I still think I'd rather be a, a mayor of a really big city and having said that, hey, I took on the Democrats in a, one of the bigger cities in the state. I think that's a really strong message. Yeah, especially you? when you're in the, the driver's seat. You know, that makes a big difference between a state assemblyman who just has to vote on stuff. Was my uh, Frankenstein candidate similar to what yours would be? Uh, it was probably more detailed than I even thought about. I asked the question now and I, I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, Oh God, I asked the question. I don't even know the answer to, um, <laughs> let's see going down the list. Uh, I probably take, uh, the flowing locks of Caitlyn Jenner, uh, combined with now I would take, uh, probably the celebrity. Well, the, see, even the celebrity of Caitlyn Jenner doesn't really do anything because she's, already it seems like she's already lost momentum so the celebrity is already not a factor for her um i'm not sure i would take anything from caitlin jenner uh let's see i would take caitlin jenner's incredible her incredible ability to flip-flop on issues at a moment's notice um I, I would take nothing from jenner uh I, I agree with you on the faulkner i think taking his experience running a blue city in California um, is kind of invaluable. I don't, I think people look over that too much. The, the fact that we had a Republican mayor, not that long ago, like six months ago. Um, and now we've gone the completely different direction, by the way, we, we have passed the recall time for Todd Gloria. So if anybody wants to start a recall against Todd Gloria. Um, so I think that the experience of Faulkner is valuable. Um, John Cox, I would take his bear. Um, maybe his money. I don't know. Like the money, uh, the personal wealth, but like who not, the, a lot of these guys have like good money. I felt uh, just to interject real quick in your, in your analogies on each of these and which parts you take. I feel like it's hard to say, oh, um, to even judge that on these candidates. Hey, do they have any money? Will they put any money? you know, where their mouth is because people say, well, that's none of your business how much money they have. But like, like I said, in order to go from zero to like 30%, you're not going to do it, you know, raising $25 here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know about, 
it's a, you know, I'm just not a fan of Cox, and that's the problem. Like, I just can't get over how badly he performed in 2018. So to me, it's like he's just a non-factor. Um, and then, I mean, Richard Grinnell, since he's not even running, I'm just going to skip him all together. Kevin Kiley's thinking about running. I would say Kevin Kiley has a little dash of that fight that I liked about Travis Allen. That like that that spark that like Republicans seem to always be missing is going on the offense and like, hey, we're going to sue Gavin Newsom and we're going to take this to the Supreme Court. Um, and like, I'm just going to be a thorn in your side. Uh, and, and if there were like 20 Kevin Kiley's in the in the legislature, it would just be fantastic because we need more thorns in the side of the Democrats right now. So I like that fight about Kevin Kiley. Um, more Republicans need that throughout the state. Uh, I'd agree with you with Diego Martinez about his outreach to the Latino community. I think he does a good job. I like that he does his little his lives like one in English and then one in Spanish. That's really that's really cool. I think he's knowledgeable uh, too. He's very knowledgeable. Yeah, he's very passionate too. I like that he, he he's passionate and he's like, I just want to do this because I want to help California and I love this state. Um, so that's important that, that kind of humble, like, I'm just here to help. Uh, I'm not here to like, you know, pump up my own ego or, or business, which speaking of well, I would take the outreach of major Williams, the ability to convert like young voters to your side, like major, that's another, I guess, compliment I'll give major Williams. He was, he was able to like reach out to people who don't typically look like Republicans are younger and get them on his side uh, i don't know if that's like the social media aspect of what he did uh but i would take that who am i missing doug i would take the grandfatherly stories of doug because everybody needs a good grandfatherly story um you know about what it was like in in the korean war um I'm kidding. If there's someone in Doug Ossie who hears the or the Doug Ossie campaign who hears this, I'm very sorry. I'm sure he's a wonderful guy. The five people uh, like helping him, <laughs> supporting him across the state. I'm just kidding. There's somebody who's logging into the AOL account right now. Who's like, <laughs> they're on a, I'm, a typewriter. <laughs> yeah, they're they're logging into their AOL account and they're like, I am very upset that you would say such mean things about Mr. Ossie. This will be um, you in five days on the Pony Express. <laughs> Signed with my feather pen. Um, he's not that old, but, you know, he comes off that old. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the entrepreneurship, the business acumen of, of Tremino, I would take. Uh, just seeing his facility and seeing what he's done. Um and speaking with him about his business and understanding like how he built the business. Um, I would definitely take that from Termino. So that's my Frankenstein. We kind of talked about it briefly about like candidate egos and uh, I've lost a race and I, I think it's a big punch to your ego, even though if you don't need to have it, I didn't think I had a huge one, but like, uh, someone doesn't think we're snarky or just joking having fun uh, just, we're, we're just having, in the words of the famous dean martin we're just trying to have a little fun folks that's all if you want somebody i mean even i tell people this when i because i'm running for off if you want somebody who's 
a teleprompter. You're at you're you're talking to the wrong guy. Um, but yeah, talking about egos, the uh, it'll be interesting to see who has a big ego out of out of this whole field. It's actually interesting to see in all the races because there's always you know whether you win or lose, there's always a, a theory as to why or how. When if you were to take a step back and actually look at it from mm-hmm. A different perspective or like the logical perspective there's usually like a reason why i mean if you look at local city council races why do certain people get reelected? well because their disclaimer or the disclaimer their designation on the ballot is council member or mayor so people are mm-hmm. likely to vote for somebody who's already there they think has the experience but they'll act like oh it was because i worked so hard and I did this but like, you some of those people didn't do anything for their re-election they just assumed they had it and they might have mm-hmm. because people weren't researching the race so It'll be interesting. I think, like I said, I don't think Diego has a big um, ego. I'm interested to see if any of these other guys do. I think John Cox has an ego. I think mm. you know the people that I've I've spoken to is that he he feels like entitled to this. He he feels entitled to to yeah. this. I don't. I, I think he he kind of gets insulted, or I think he kind of takes it as a personal insult that maybe Faulkner is the chosen one out of the establishment GOP as opposed to last time. I feel like, because it just seemed that, I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. After seeing him at the last gubernatorial San Diego event was, you know, he didn't seem that happy about Kevin Faulkner. He said some things about that were directed at Kevin Faulkner. You could tell, like he was like, we don't need a Republican light or a Democrat light or something like that. And I was like, Ooh, I wonder who well, he said he was just about. like, uh, he said he was just like Newsom. Uh, apparently uh, I heard that from somebody that I don't know if it was on Fox news or somewhere. He said that Faulkner is just like Newsom. I think he has a little bit of insecurity about where he's at in the race. Um, yeah. even though he, you know, he's starting at a certain point, I don't think the establishment, I talked about this the other day. I don't, at least from my understanding. And I I've dealt with this in the race that I'm in, um, cause I don't think I'm not the establishment guy necessarily, but also I don't think, uh, I, I don't, I don't, there's not an establishment candidate in my race and I don't think there's going to be one. I don't think the establishment has picked anybody in this race, mm-hmm. but there is, uh, there was a, I talked about it on a live the other night, uh, those CGOP, um, voted on, I was actually absent. My, my alternate voted on this one. It was about two meetings ago, I think about calling a special election uh, convention at the mm-hmm. California for the California GOP, where we will vote to endorse a candidate. And apparently candidates that will participate in the convention will have to say, if they don't get the endorsement, like they will step aside, which I thought was a really interesting approach. Um, hmm. I don't know what you think about that. I, I think in a race like this, if you could have like the party's endorsement, it does make a, a difference. And, and to the point of these people at 0%, you know, I don't know how much poll you'll have on those people. I think the people are only going to consider maybe two or three candidates realistically. Um, but yeah, I, I think the party's going to try to interject at some point and endorse someone. But I don't think, like, at least from people I've talked to, I don't think like Faulkner's the chosen one or Cock is the chosen one or some of these other people. Someone asked, How do you start a recall in Todd Gloria? Uh, you f- get signatures, a lot of them. A lot of signatures, but the good thing is, is you have a big pool to pick from in San Diego. So someone asked about uh, Rick Grinnell. Is he not running for sure? I was told that emphatically about two months ago it wasn't happening, and then I was told that it might. 
it, it could change his mind, but we'll see. But everything I've heard is like it's not happening. He's considering Senate next year. Could be wrong. Even, uh, I don't know, did you see Kylie's blog post a little while ago? He said that Grinnell was still considering. So I don't think it's going to happen. Um, he does have that fixed California pack, which I'm guessing will help him if he ever wants to run for a statewide office. Yeah. And hopefully he does something with that pack and not just starts it to, you know, create a pack and whatever. I, I hope he actually, you know, give credit where credit is due. I hope he is as successful as Stacey Abrams out in Georgia. Yeah. So we can only hope. Um, anything else to touch upon? We've been chatting for about an hour and 15. If anybody else has any questions or comments, um, we can finish it up here. We've talked a lot about governors. So this was like your gubernatorial update. Yeah, we, uh, I don't, I'm seeing if there was any questions in this feed. I don't see anything. Cool. Someone asked the, the last question was if, why are we so snarky? So, <laughs> although I don't know if you have another place where you see questions. I've just, oh, there's a question. I'm, I'm seeing uh, just on IG live and YouTube. Um, I, yeah, you know, I just like joking around, you know, I think we have to joke around it's politics and like, it's serious, but at the same time we have to be able to laugh at our elected leaders. Um, so, uh, someone said, thank you. And I say, you're welcome. Um, uh, any rallies scheduled soon? Uh, I know Kevin Pafrath was talking about how he's having a bunch of rallies up in San Francisco. That's the one person we didn't really chat about was Kevin Paffrath because this was all Republicans. We can talk um, about him real quick. Yeah, we could we could we could touch on him. Uh, I'll let you I, I, I touched on him briefly. I, I said that he um, he might be like the guy that comes and sneaks sneaks in and wins a thing. Um, if the, you know if there's not really a strong Democrat on the other side, he's the only guy I'm really aware of. Um, isn't there some like adult film star on the left running though too that apparently ran last time so she probably has name recognition um, i think she runs like every all the time so like or like porn stars always run that's like their thing i don't know someone said you'll always find one or two porn stars on the list <laughs> is that true is that like the typical on a recall election or yeah i was having election i was having <laughs> uh drinks with some some people some insiders in a pack uh guy and they were talking about how there was a porn star on the ballot and they're like, yeah, it happened in 2003 too. Like porn stars show up on the oh, ballot. Yeah, just for the people ballot. are trying to promote themselves for better and for worse. Usually like that yeah. case and like the major Williams case promoting himself too. But I think uh, <laughs> there was some event that I saw. Someone sent me something. I thought it was down in Westminster. Um, I remember, I think it was for like the California, California Patriot Group. I'd have to look it up. I don't have it on me handy, but um, I could look it up here if you want me to. Oh, we're chatting. It'll take me two seconds, probably. But uh, I think Kevin is. You know, we talked about like he has like a, like a fifty-point platform. I actually think he's a, a fairly impressive guy, just based off of how well he speaks. He kind of comes across as the uh, generic YouTuber, doesn't he? Kevin Pavard, yeah, he kind of yeah. like, and it's funny he went like all gubernatorial, and then this past week he went all financial, and I was like, um, okay, 
So what happened to the gubernatorial stuff? I'm confused. Is it like both now? He's one of those people that like, I'm not sure if he's doing this because he really wants to be governor or he's doing it because he wants to promote his business and increase his numbers. Uh, I think maybe, but I think he could sneak up and actually win based on the fact that there's no one on the other side. And like, there's a chance that this thing could get 50% plus one yeses to -hmm. recall them. And then, you know, get like 10 really strong, uh, strong performing Republicans. And then only one or two Democrats mathematically, he might, might have it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'll see. I, you know, I'm reserving judgment on Kevin Paffra. His, his platform's a little long. So, um, our man, I'm trying to figure out how to get you in because we're doing IG Live, but we're also doing YouTube. I would like to have you hop on YouTube, but that will require me inviting you via email. And I don't want you giving out your email to everybody. So because I know you're a busy guy and you don't want everybody to have your email. So there's a, a flag day event, that person that was asking. It's in Westminster, uh, Sunday, June 13th, 1030 to 2. It's called Happy Flag Day, MAGA birthday. Um, RSVP at ca45patriots at gmail.com to receive location address. So Kelly Earnby is going to be there. She ran for assembly. Uh, Dr. Del Marmel. I don't know what that is. He's uh, apparently epic story. He'll tell his epic story of escaping Cuba and living the American dream. Amy Fan West and then James C. Bradley, who's running for U.S. Senate, will be there. Um, this, is Armand here to or Armand Arnett here to yell at me about my my suggestions for your, your Termino suggestion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is he still on there? I, I can't, if he, if he is just say, just wave hi. Um, we could always hop off this and then uh, just stay on IG live. If people want to have more of a, a informal conversation there. Uh, yeah, we can do that for a little bit. Um, that way we can end this YouTube. And then this uh, stream that what we were talking about throughout this will be put up on the audio as well. It's also be, on uh, my channel. So we'll end the broadcast here and we'll head over to IG live and we'll continue our conversation over there. All right. Later. for listening to another episode of California Underground. If you like what you heard, remember to subscribe, like, and review it, and follow California Underground on social media for updates as to when new episodes are available. 